Hello everyone and welcome to the Red Corner, episode 11, where we have me, Max, Roy, Will and our Man City fan, Josh. So we'll be talking a little about the West Ham game right now, uh, where Liverpool got two penalties and won 2-1. There were also a couple of controversial decisions. Okay, number one, do you think the West Ham goal should have been a goal? Nope, 100% nope. No, no. The linesman was flagging for it for like 10 seconds, maybe? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. But he, the referee didn't give it. Yeah. I, th- I think it, that... it, it confused me because it's one of those ones where you look at it first time and you think, no, I think that's, that's going to be a foul, hasn't it? And then you watch it on the replay and it, it's so stonewall. Like, but it's the fact that sometimes you see things and they're not very clear cut. Then you see the replay and yeah, it was stonewall. That everyone in the ground knew that that shouldn't have counted. Even Demel, when he stuck the ball at the back of the net, wasn't, yeah, wasn't ready sure. to celebrate. He yeah. thought it was a foul. No, yeah, I'm, Carol, I'm, and I think the worst thing was Carroll knew what he had done. Like, you know, when when the linesman straight away flags up, surely you have to give. You know, the the linesman has the better view. The referee should trust his judgment. I mean, the only thing I can think of is that he's. He's thought that Mingle has dropped the ball, but you know it's it's a clear foul, and it's it's one of those things that you know video technology. It's something we're going to have to introduce if you know he's going to get things wrong like that. Referees are going to make them sort of decisions because it's just. But the, the thing is, it's on the screen as well. You notice they, they showed it straight on the screen afterwards, didn't they? Yeah, I saw that. The, the goal and all the rep, all the all the players are pointing towards it, so you, you know it's just just a mad one, and it's one of many mad decisions this season. Yeah, I, I mean, think West Ham shot themselves. I think West Ham shot themselves in the foot by showing it on the screen, because obviously the referee yeah. had gone in at half time and they would have said, you know, that was the wrong decision. But it was the fact that not only did the referee realise he'd made the wrong decision, he realised it seconds after giving it, and in front of the whole stadium. And for the rest of the match, he had that pressure of he knew he'd made this huge call, and everyone in the stadium, yeah. including him, knew it was wrong. And I think that's why the second penalty, which wasn't as clear as the first. Was given. I think it was a penalty because if you define a, pe- if we say a penalty is just a foul inside the box, so if it's given on the halfway line, it should be given in the in the box. Then yes, that's a penalty. There are some people who say it should be have to be worse to be a penalty, but I don't know. But because that was looming over the referee, he's gone on to the second penalty. It's fifty-fifty. Suarez is appealing for it. He knows he's shown some degree of good fortune to West Ham, so he has to balance that out and give it towards Liverpool. That's how the human mind works. Speaking of uh, the second penalty, so you think it should have been a penalty? Yes, because if that happened on the halfway line, if Flanagan had gone down there under the challenge of a midfielder, it would have been a free kick. I would understand why the referee wouldn't give it at the same time. But yeah. I would say it, it, it was think a penalty. It's, it's one that could go either You could, could argue that it's going away from goal. Yeah. I think... Um, them sort of decisions where you know where a player's going away from goal uh, like with the Flanagan one and I think it was quite similar to uh, to Robin against um, Bayern Munich in the Champions League he's going away from goal and then the the keeper sort of takes him out and then the penalty is given but I'm not so sure whether if a player is going away from goal that I don't know it's, it's already going out but I don't see what difference that makes though because surely that the only thing that should affect is 
the keeper in that situation should not be diving at anyone's feet. He doesn't have to just shadow him like a normal defender would because he's not going anywhere. It's the same as if a player was, you know, just running towards the corner flag to waste time and he was tripped. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. So that player is not obstructing goals to an opportunity or anything. It's still a foul because he's still touched him, hasn't got the ball and taken him out. It's still, even though there was no, he wasn't stopping an attacking or a defensive action. It's still a foul. So in the box, the same rules apply. But to so I don't fair, get the he was going from goal defense. To be fair to him, he did get the ball first. But yeah, the the thing is, you know, when it rolls at the same direction, it's really hard to tell from that. And so it mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because he gets the ball, but he doesn't push the ball out of play. The ball is still in play, even after the referee's whistle's gone, because Sturridge has the opportunity to take a shot. Meaning that if he then doesn't go on to catch Flanagan's heels with his hands, Flanagan's going to get there and he'd have the opportunity to spray it in. So I think even then, you can. there's still a strong argument that it's a foul. Because yeah. if, a play, if a player gets a ball, gets the ball, say, say you've got a striker running away through goal. Defender tackles him, knocks the ball a yard ahead of the striker, so he's still onto it. And then a second later, flicks out his leg as the striker's running away to go and score and takes his legs out and the striker goes over. That's a foul, isn't it? Because if he doesn't make that second connection with the striker's leg, then the striker's going to go through. It would also be a red card. That's that's pretty basic. Yeah. And I think the same applies here. It's always tough, these kind of decisions, because it can go both ways, really. But I, if, I don't think the keeper should have come out like that anyway. You know, no, it's, it's, it's so stupid. Yeah, when 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 you do that, you do ma- maximize that risk of getting the penalty. So. Yeah, if the ball wasn't going anywhere near the goal, then shouldn't you be at the goal instead? Exactly. There's no reason for you to come out anyway. So, yeah, no qualms about the penalty. Yeah. All he has to do there is get that get out to him and get low, make himself big, like you would do if you were going one on one. You don't dive out at someone's feet if it's one-on-one normally do you? You just get in front of them and make yourself big. Close down the shot option. Here he should be closing down the cross option if he's going out. Just like a defender would do. Jockey them. You don't have to commit because what's if you're a defender, what's one of the first things you're told? Don't commit in the box. It's a bad idea. Unless yeah. you've got a clear opportunity, which the keeper didn't. Don't commit. Don't go down. Jockey. Basic defending. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, Gerald scored his thirteenth of this season. Um, he's um, and and most of them have come from, well, him playing as a defensive role. But to be fair, most of it have come from penalties. What do you think of him right, you know, right now, comparing to his other other seasons? What's his maximum goal return in the season? It would have been in the oh eight oh nine season, I assume. Yeah, wasn't it around fifteen? Sixteen goals, I think. Sixteen. Six. Yeah, somewhere around that ballpark. Yeah, so he could he could easily yeah. match his best tally. He could do, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would have to score what three goals in five. We're gonna games? get another. We're gonna get another penalty this season. Hopefully against C. <laughs> At least. No, I'm no, really, I'm no, really no. looking forward to a Suarez Dimakalis. Do you know, I? I no. don't think he's as bad as everyone says he is. No, he's, he, I've watched him, and sometimes you know, when you watch a game and you study a certain player just for. A, five or ten minutes, yeah. he's a really, really good yeah. footballer. The only thing that 
it lacks his pace. So once you get in behind him, um, you know that's when he when he uh, he has caused problems. Sorry, yeah, and that's just why that's the only worry I have um, in this game really. For, you know, well, it's and Suarez with the, the quick the quick pace they, they run at and and the movement all the time. I think that might might upset him a bit. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm of the belief that right. Suarez won't cause you as many problems as Sturridge and Sterling will in this match. I think, I think Sterling Sturridge will. and Sterling could really yeah. cause you problems if you're starting Dimakalis. What we need to do is yeah, I'd probably push Sturridge. I'd push Sturridge left and Sterling right and have Suarez um, as a false nine dropping a little bit deeper because we need someone to, to distract, um, well, Avins and company, but also your midfield pairing, which is quite strong. Having Sturridge and Sterling run in behind from that would be very useful if we had players like Coutinho and Gerard starting who can thread balls through. Mm. Yeah. Um, shall we mo- move on to the City game now then? As we're talking I think about. we already have. Let's yeah. do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, do you think that's going to be kind of... Whoever wins this is basically going to move on to win the title or no not yet yes I think it will no I don't think so first um, one we still have Chelsea and two City still have Everton away the thing is we you could we, if hand, we beat but... City we could lose to Chelsea I think is that right mm, if, we, no. if we beat City no 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 and win we, all our um, games no if, if we beat City we have to win all our games in, in order to assuming win. both um, for for us to win, yeah, for us, um, to win. we need to win all our games. And if City win all their games, we still win them by a point. So we cannot even draw against Chelsea. But having said that, City still have Everton away from home. Yeah. So that's a bit yeah. tricky. In my mind, so, the Premier League ranking in terms of the title is City, Liverpool, Chelsea, because City have those two games in hand that I assume they're going to win. Yeah, I think I can afford to draw. If you look at it, you can't. Yeah, well, I'd take a point. Um, but I said, does that does that mean we're we're uh, so stay on the same points, and then if we win our games in hand, and our remaining games we win by two points. That's depending on yeah. whether you win all your games. So I, I think it's obviously an important game and everything. Um, and I do think that. Should you win, you should probably go on and win the title. If we win, we will in a good position. I mean, we we'll probably go on to win the title. But you know, at this stage and the form you're in at the moment at home, I'd, I'd take a point all day. It's hard to say though, because like for us, we have um, Chelsea and City at home, and then we still have that Newcastle game at home on the last day. For City, they have us and Everton away from home, and Chelsea has us. The only other bogey team would be Swansea away. But Everton that, are Chelsea not going to do fight. us any favours versus City. Mm, well, Oh, I mean, you never know, right? They, they've been really strong at home. I, you never I, know. I, never. They've been really strong at they home. They will bottle it. Oh, I wouldn't count on that, to be honest. I think Everton could do some Yeah, damage. it boils down to whether they, they want Champions League or do they not want to see us win the title if it comes down to it. I, well, I thought Sylvester's comments were very revealing. Well, no, he's. Did you hear what distance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, in the end, actually said. Said that some staff at the club were concerned that they would beat City and get top four because it would hand Liverpool the title. 
that's the mentality. They would rather we came second and they came fifth than we came first and they came fourth and but got Champions League fair, football. Many of the players, I mean, I, I know a couple of the players and even Martinez has said it'll, it'll be actually great for the city itself to have, you know, you know, uh, Liverpool come first and what's it, uh, Everton to get Champions oh, absolutely. League. Absolutely. In the Everton um, game away. Barry can't play. Oh, yeah. Um, so, oh, yeah. you know, that could be... Because I think he's, he's been, a, you know, uh, a vital part of that, the way they're playing this season. Um, anchoring, you know, uh, just in front of the back four and sort of allowing McCarthy to to do, um, you know, to, to get forward a bit more and, um, and do his stuff there. So, that probably mean that Osman probably uh, start alongside McCarthy and I don't think the, the team is as, as well balanced um, you know, without Barry. So that's that's an important one, but you know, that's that's a bit away at the moment. So we'll just concentrate on the the, uh, the game against you lot. Do you, do you think it's, it's going to be your biggest game of the season? I think so. You know, all of the games this season, uh, you know, every game is a tough game. You know, it's as cliched as it, as it is. Um, but this is the one where we're, we're going to be really tested. Um Probably the, the Liverpool are the team most similar to us in a way. Um, the, the style of football they play, the, all the goals you've been scoring this season, and you like us have had some defensive issues. Um, so it's, it's definitely the most testing game for us, um, and it's it's one hopefully we will we'll, we'll rise to the challenge. Like, like the United game, that was the tricky game obviously the derby and, and we we, uh, we come out of it with a, a really good win dominant performance not sure it'll be so convincing against Liverpool but I'm hoping for sort of a similar similar level of performance Would you would you agree that you were very lucky in the corresponding fixture at the Etihad um, we, we played very well that day but the bizarre decision we won the up when Sterling went through and scored and apparently he was offside Although he was five yards on the oh, side, yeah. Do you think that? Do you think that was a, yeah, that, was, that, a, that was, a, was a kind of stroke of luck you need to win a title? Yeah, you always need a stroke of luck, don't you? Um, and as much as we have had a couple of decisions this season, like the the Southampton um, game where we Silva was clearly offside, and a couple of others, but we have had a few against us as well. There's been a couple of offside goals given, like um, the defeat to Villa early in the season um, when we, you know, we had a a poor run away from home where uh, I think El Amadi scored and he was he was about a yard or two offside. So they do even them out uh, in a way. But I, I think I thought at the, at the Etihad, um, you know, Liverpool were, played really, really well. And that was right with Gerrard. And now since then, I sort of developed uh, the opinion that you were a better side without Gerrard. And obviously, that's probably not true. But, but you know, on the basis of that game, you know, it's, it shows that, you, you know, you can cope without him. Um, I thought he played really well in that game, and probably a, a draw was was a fair result. And um, we did get a rub of the green a bit with, with that Sterling. Um, I don't know. I'm not so sure he would have actually scored that because Hart sort of knew uh, he, before the whistle was blown. He does that. go on. He does side, go on. Obviously, he's still he's, he's still going on. Um, he's still going on towards goal, and it's it's a, it's a chance. Um, and I think you had a few penalty shouts as well. So, uh, hopefully the game at your it place will be a bit, more, bit less controversial. No. Yeah. no. Yeah. Uh, I, with the Gerrard shout, I'd actually be inclined to agree with you in terms of the first half of the season because the system that we played in the first half of the season 
with the Gerard Lucas pivot simply didn't work. Lucas is a mm. is a poor player, but Lucas and Gerard together is a diabolically slow midfield pairing. And the way we played at the start of the season was really nothing like how we've played pretty much since that City game. Um, you know, we had games like Tottenham, which was a kind of turning point in our season. Um, up until that point, we played some really poor football and without Ger- taking Gerard and moving Lucas back was actually really good um, because the mobility mm-hmm. that Alan Henderson provided us was really, really useful. Whereas before that, we were playing with Gerard and Lucas sitting and Henderson ahead and it just wasn't working out for us. So I'd agree that Gerard in that situation wasn't what we needed. Making Gerard the sole um, deep-lying player, the register in the team, has become... It, it's been a fantastic move for us because it's made us aim more mobile in the middle of the park when we've mm-hmm. either got Coutinho mm-hmm. or Alan alongside no, the, Henderson. The problem is that we were playing, we playing Henderson at the 10, which isn't what he should be playing. He's not creative enough. He... Mix runs into the box, but he cannot really finish it like yeah. someone like Mkhitaryan could. So now it, when we... And then looking back, we have if Lucas is one-off or if not the deepest midfielder, you are going to have problems. He's slow on the turn. Yeah. He doesn't check people well. He's poor at making tackles. He, he doesn't, doesn't read the game very well. Tackles well. Yeah, so that's he, the problem. And he doesn't so cut off passing lanes as well. Stupid so now that we have Gerard playing the deepest, so much so that he goes back to centre-back and make the passes from there, Henderson can go front and come back. Whereas previously when he was at the 10, he didn't have to come back, but that was his strongest point, making those runs and checking people down. Then we have the midfielder beside him. Allen works well there. He can recycle possession well, controls the tempo very well. Or you can have Coutinho to make those mercurial runs from midfield. Or like against West Ham, we saw Lucas come in and just balance the team out. So Lucas at deepest, no. I think mediocre we need, defensive midfielder. What we need in the summer, but at CM is good. Yeah. Well, I, hmm? I th- Go ahead. I think what we need in the summer is a player who can move Henderson into that role where we've seen Allen come into the team and play, where it's a combination of yes, recycling possession, but the main function is to close down the opposition and win the ball, almost like a very mobile midfield destroyer instead of sitting in the middle of the park and waiting for the ball to come to you, you go out and you pressurise the um the ball. And I think that's a job that Henderson can do ridiculously well. What we need is a player who can sit alongside him and make up for his lack of creativity. And he, he isn't... He's actually quite creative. If you look at the chance he's created, he's created the most of any English player in the Premier League. So he needs a player, a box-to-box player, alongside him who can maybe not contribute as much defensively mm. as him, but can contribute far more in attack. So Henderson is defensive with a little bit of attacking. We need a player along, to sit alongside him who's attacking with a little bit of offensive. Like a Lars Bender, for example. I think Lars Bender is the defen- is more defensive. I think if we were having Bender and Henderson in the same midfield, you'd just play Coutinho and have that as the trio. Yeah, everyone's been shouting out for Kovacic, actually. Or even um, yep. Pjanic. You know, for for Roma, I think he has been linked. For the build. I know he's he's supposed to be signing a new a new contract, but he's a sort of player that you know would do that. What you've what you've been talking about there, and he's um he's you know he's a, he's a, he really is something special. So um you know he's he's one that to to look out for. 
if we do sign last bender, I wouldn't mind seeing us being a 4-2-2-2 side like City. I think Henderson and Bender could play it like Yaya and Fernandinho. But we need the extra um, attacking midfielder. Because now we only have Coutinho can play that role. Yeah, will Coutinho start against us, reckon? Reckon he will? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think... I think he will because I think Rodgers is going to go out with an attacking team and I think it will be um, Gerard, Henderson, Coutinho in midfield and Suarez, Sturridge. May, I think he might start Sterling Central um, at the tip of a diamond with, like we, um, I'm trying to think, we, we put Sterling at the tip of the diamond versus um, United, but we put Allen in midfield. I think he'll put Coutinho and Henderson as the um, pivot and then Sterling at the tip of the diamond with Sturridge and Suarez up top. Because he will go for goals. That's that's how he plays. But if it's a diamond, then I think it's either Sterling or Coutinho. I don't see it going too well if both of them play in a diamond. Yeah, I would say Alan Stone. If both of them play, it would be 4-3-3. Actually, if we're looking to run in behind, then a 4-3-3 would be more sensible. The, the thing is, the reason that we use the diamond is if we want midfield control. And I'm worried that if we don't go with the diamond, then um, Torre... Yeah, Fernandinho and Silver are going to overrun us. But I'm not a fan of the 4-2-2. I'm not going to lie because I think what you've seen certainly on a European stage is, for example, City versus Barcelona. The 4-2-2-2 requires a very, very talented set of players. Even then, for me, a formation should be maximising those players and giving them the greatest advantage. If you've done your tactics right as a manager you can defeat a better squad with a with a lesser squad and i think the 4222 doesn't allow you to do that you need really world class players and they'll they may match other world class players but they won't be anyone better than them and we don't have world class players to to organize that system it's very open in the middle and um it's also too close to a 442 for my liking that's just a kind of nuanced shape idea but I'd I'd rather stick with something like the four one two one two diamond or the four three three or move to a three at the back formation than go to a four two two two. Also, how much would Lars Bender cost? Oh, wait. Twenty five million. Around twenty to twenty five. But I think we could get him for less. That's a lot. That's a lot for a how is it twenty five, is he? Uh, yep. Twenty five, twenty six. But who else is better than him, though? I mean, realistically speaking, that's willing to leave the club. I mean, if you say someone Kovacic. like Kadira, yeah, sure, but yeah, but it would be cheaper, a lot younger. It's not really the box. Is a box. lot more. Oh, absolutely, but I think I don't think we particularly need a defensive box to box. If we're getting a box to box, you want a box to box who can score goals. And I, I mean, I haven't seen the stats, but like Bender. So in my mind, is not a goal-scoring midfielder. Yep, fair enough. So, Josh, who do you think will start for City? What, what, were your, what would be your first XI? I think we might go for a similar team that we saw against um, Chelsea away. Huh? Um, usually we see that. Oh, okay. That Yaya and Fernandinho in, in the pivot. Um, but I think mm-hmm. it might be a bit sensible to put Garcia in there for this one. Um... I think he's, he's he's really coming to his own uh, recently. He's, um, he's, you know, he's, he's performed really well. Um, 
and he, he looks a lot leaner and, and, and fitter as well. Um, I've noticed. So I think it as um we need someone like him because in, in, I know for all um, Yaya Torre's qualities and abilities, well, top player he is. You know, he's, he's scored so many goals for us this season, and he, you know he's, he's really really improved going forward in this like new attacking attacking style of play that Pellegrini has. But you know, sometimes when um, when the opposition has the ball, which I do think you'll have a lot of um, in this game, it, it just it just sort of a passing journey. He's he's, uh, he's no good. So I think possibly making him a bit more advanced as the sort of the focal point of our midfield. And I think Garcia, Fernandinho, sitting that might be a wise move. But I think we should go for um, Hart, uh, Zabaleta, company. Demichelis, I'd, I'd probably go for Clichy on this one. Um, just probably just a bit better defensively. Uh, Garcia and Fernandinho, um, Yaya. I'd actually draft Milner in for this one. You know, I think his work rate is it, yeah Milner. I think his work rate is good. Um, and if it but if it's not going right, we could obviously put someone like Navas or Nasri on. Then I'd have Silva um, on the left drifting inside, and then hopefully if he's if he's uh, he's, he's up for it, um, Aguero up front on his own. But if he's if he's feeling uh, he's feeling his hamstring a bit or anything, we can always rely on our other attacking options from the bench. Um, okay. That sounds kind of like my ideal team to face us as well. I really like play. Nasri always seems um, to play well against us, so I hope he doesn't start. I'm hoping Aguero doesn't start, but. Um, I think you're right with the Garcia Torre thing, um, but our midfield isn't powerful. It, it really isn't. It's it's a bit deceptive. We still have a, a midfield weakness, although Gerard's playing excellent, excellently and is Henderson. It's not the kind of midfield trio that we've had in previous years. It's it's it looks good mm-hmm. because of the results we've had, but you look at our average possession. It hasn't actually been great for a team that is built to keep the ball. And none of those players are hugely strong defensively in their current roles. So I don't think you'd need to change about that much. I think he might put Garcia in there because it's it makes you a bit more um, defensively sound versus a very attacking team. But I think you'd get away with Fernandinho as the pivot. I think we would, but I also think that maybe putting Yaya in could possibly disrupt Gerard a bit. Um yeah, and I think that's sort a of good job. Reduce the, the the authority or stamp or he has on the game. He obviously, he's in that deeper role. He, he sort of controls the game from deep, and you know that, that's that's da- it's dangerous um, because it means is uh, you know you're always on the front foot. So possibly putting Yaya, maybe just to, to get about him and uh, you know try and pitch the ball off him a few times and sort of give him. A lot less space to work in that that could you know, sort of prove to be a good move. So that's just my thinking. Um, but I, I wouldn't be too disheartened if we did just go for a, a Yaya Fernandinho because uh, as as we've seen, you know they can dominate midfield and and uh, you know it's, it's, it's tough to play against. You know at times. I wonder if he if he is going to start Aguero. Assumably he won't be a hundred percent match fit. So I'm wondering, do you think there's the possibility that Pellegrini would choose to go with a striking duo? Um, so Aguero and probably not Jovetic, probably Dzeko. Do you think that's a possibility? Yeah. 
I think possibly if, if we're going to go for two up front, um, Aguero and Dzeko is probably the most likely combination. Negredo is in terrible form that, at the moment for a player me. who's who's done so so well in his debut season. He's um he's he just since that shoulder injury he, he suffered against West Ham in in the cup semi final um the second leg he's he's not been the same player he's he's not been as uh, as as clinical as he was and his his um his work rate hasn't been the same obviously he's always a good option on the bench because you know he's he has got him in got it in him to, to score a goal so um i think aguero jeco possibly up front um if we're going to go for two up front uh, and then maybe if it's not going right we can bring someone like Jovetic on to drop a bit deeper and and start and you know and play it that way but there's there's a lot of uh, sure. a lot of stuff for Pellegrini to sort of consider isn't there um so it'll be interesting to see what he does Jekka would worry me because he's so good at um finishing flowing moves from wide so you rely on um your wide players yeah. kind of sitting inside a little bit and having your fullbacks overlap I think that's going to be a massive problem for us because our fullback area is not strong at all. Like Flanagan's done excellently considering where he could have ended up, but he's still not a fantastic player and you could really cause us problems from wide. Aguero is a lot... He Well, he's a better player than Dzeko, that's not disputed. He's an excellent player. But I think he's easier to control in the sense that you can set out your team to defend against Aguero, whereas if you play Dzeko as well, we're looking at Aguero, but you could be building in the wide areas, crossing it in either low or high, and Dzeko is going to be causing our centre-backs a lot of problems, and that really worries me. Yeah, Dzeko, um, he has come on under a lot of criticism this season from a lot of City fans, and me include, myself included, because he's at times he's, he's so frustrating, Um and sometimes it's as if he just gives up, um, and with his with the, with the chances you create for him, sometimes it it takes him about five to score one. But recently oh. he has actually played um, pretty well. He's on a good good run of goal scoring form. Like, obviously, them two goals at Old Trafford, um, hits the post against Arsenal, and, and he scored um, a decent header um, against Southampton. So he's, he's he's playing reasonably well at the moment. I just hope that. We can sort of find him in in the areas which he thrives on, and that is wide areas. He, ultimately, he's a, he is a six-yard box player, and if we can get it to him in them areas, I think I remember that you know the the um, the two-two draw we had with Hughes in the in the second leg of the Carling Cup a couple of years ago in the season where yeah. we won the league. Um, Gerard scored a penalty, and I think Bellamy Bellamy scored late on. Um, it, there was a yep. really good move in, in that game where Kolarov put a great ball across the box and Dzeko finished it and that's the sort of move hopefully we could get if, if he does start um, so I'd rather maybe if, if we are going to play Dzeko Kolarov. Kolarov's delivery is so good Kolarov yeah. is yeah and that's what I was going to say if, if would we play Dzeko would be a Jekko, for us if he played yeah if, if, we, are, if we are going to play Dzeko it's sort of uh, nailed on for Kolarov to start because he can deliver them, them sort of crosses for Jekyll to finish, and whereas cliche going forward sometimes his his final ball is uh, is a bit poor sometimes. Can I ask um, another question to Josh? 
What's going on with Nastasic and you guys? I mean, this is a, this is a top quality young player, and I know he's been injured, but is it is he still injured or is he just out of favour? Does Pellegrini not like him? No, it's, it's it's a strange one really because um, he had that injury at the start of the season, which he suffered in pre-season, and that sort of knocked him back when he did return to the team. Um, he wasn't the same sort of player last season. He was brilliant for us. Um, this season has been good in games, but he's he's also looked a bit naive, which is obviously expected for for a young player. But strange to see how composed and confident he was last season. But Pellegrini has said that he uh, he has some sort of knee injury, which the he has been sidelined for quite a long time now, and and they're not too sure. They're not sure the physio and the medical staff what the actual cause of the injury is. So it's it's a bizarre injury, really. Um, mm. Hopefully, it's, it's, I would have preferred. I I thought maybe hoping that he was back in time for for the Liverpool game because he is a really quick and strong defender. Not um, such company is a really strong pairing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's both both quick, both strong, which can be useful against players like Sturridge and Suarez who are always looking to get in behind you and fighting for every ball. It's just unfortunate that he has, has this this strange injury. Um, well, that's been your main problem, hasn't it? The left centre-back role, so. finding someone to play with company. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's Less got with company has has worked. Um, thinking of the, the Chelsea game in the Cup and Less got played really, really well in that. Um and for the first half of the Barcelona game and away, he, he played really well and obviously made that, that mistake to allow Messi to score. Um, but I don't really think Pellegrini seems to fancy Lescott and he, it looks like he'll, he'll be leaving in the summer. So if the Stardich can't recover um, from this knee injury, hopefully he will do for next season. But we may have to break the bank for, for a left-sided centre-half. I think Mangal has been mentioned, but... Not yeah, so I, sure think, I think Mangala might be on the way to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, 40 million euros, he has was been it? heavily linked. Yeah, something like that. Like, he has been heavily linked with us, but I'm not so sure. Yeah, but he's a, he's a top quality centre-back. Yeah, you know, it's a bit of a, a risk because he's young, but he, you know, he's, he is a, a top centre-half um, for his age. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just unsure whether we're paying 40 million would would be worth it when you've got Starzich there, and we have we have a lad called um, Karim Rikik, who he made his debut last season, and he's now on loan at yep. PSV, and he's 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 playing there left. He can play left side defence, so maybe Mangala would it be a good move? You know, because you sort of hindering the development of of them two there. Um, so, so you know, I think Karim Rikik can play defensive midfield as well. I'm not sure. He is quite a versatile player, but I'm, I've, not, I've not really seen um, seen him play defensive midfield. But it would surprise me if he did because he's the sort of player who can bring the ball out from the back and, and he's comfortable on the he ball. He reminds me a bit of um, Nathan uh, Ake at Chelsea. Quite oh, similar yeah, yeah. in some. He can play. Yeah. Mm, he can, yeah, he can. Yeah. But yeah, this on the on Mangala, the subject of transfers. Strong, strong defender. On the subject of transfers, I'll, I'll go to Josh first, just because he's the he's the City fan here. If you could sign five players in the summer to completely change around the squad, um, 
obviously we, we want to shy away from the Messi's and the Ronaldo's because it's just not going to happen. But think about players yeah, you've yeah. been linked with, players you'd like to be linked with, and you've got five. Who would you go for? Ooh, I don't think we, we obviously we we signed a lot of players in the summer. Um, I mean, have a few few lads coming back, a few lads coming back from from loan spells and etc. Um, we haven't actually been linked with that many players, which is strange for us because we usually get linked with all sorts of players all over the place. Um, I think Pantelimon may leave in the summer, so goalkeeper is. Might be something we'll we'll, we'll look for. Maybe I, I'd text someone like Begovic as as a mm. not. You wouldn't yeah. say you wouldn't have him as a, as a second choice keeper because I think he's he's more than capable of of getting in our team because he he's a good goalkeeper. I think Begovic coming in or someone of his ability would maybe keep out on his toes um, a bit more. Okay. Whereas with Pantelimon, as much as he's a, a good good goalkeeper good shot stopper he's, he's, he's played in uh, all the cup games apart from one this season um, and he's played well but it's sort of Joe Hart still sort of knows that he's number one in a way whereas yeah. um, with Begovic I'm not sure so he would uh, so we've got, we've got, we've got that in. problem that's, that's why I think maybe you'll go for a keeper as well uh, there's no chance of Reina coming back now is this so my personal choice for keeper for Liverpool would be Maxim Koval, who's currently at Dynamo, I think. Yeah. Yep. Um, seen, who'd, yep, be, Dynamo, who'd be relatively um, cheap for yeah. a keeper with Champions League experience. So I think I think both clubs need backup keepers. I'll, I'll, I'll go for three then, because it'd be hard to think of five. Uh, no, mm-hmm. I'll say Mangala, as we, what we've talked about before, basically. Good centre-half, and he, it could be the ideal partner for company. Um, so I'd, I'd, I'd take him. Maybe a, a defensive midfielder. Um, not too sure who you could possibly go for, but someone like uh, hmm, someone, someone like uh, we've been linked with Fernando. Um, mm. I'm not seeing too much of him to be honest, but he's, he's, he has has got good reviews from a couple. But I think mainly next season will be a lot of the lads from the youth academy will come through. Um, Marco Lopez already got into the team um, mm-hmm. with a lad on loan at Birmingham Good called Emron Hughes who's played who's played really well for them and from what I've seen him in the reserves you know he, he looks good so um, then we keep maybe if he, he comes back from his loan spell and a couple of others so I don't think we need too many too many uh, additions really uh, unless players do leave which is unlikely Um and if we were going to sign any players, we'd probably only need defensive-minded players. Uh, okay. That's it, really. So quickly, Max and then Roy. So Max, just give me five players who you want at Liverpool. Realistic-wise? Relatively. See, I'll, okay, I would say Zuma, but as he's just gone to Chelsea... No, I'll, I'll allow it. I, I understand why you choose Zuma. That we, For some reason, there's... No good young right-footed centre backs who aren't already really attached to their current clubs. There's those are left-footed centre backs on the market like Alvarez Blanta and the like. Not many right-footers, but I get that. Four more. Um, Rodriguez. Understandable. Would be very expensive, but go on. If it, well, if we get is that 
James Rodriguez. Um, no, Ricardo. Ricardo. Which oh, Rodriguez is that? Oh, the, the, the Wolfsburg one. Yeah. Yeah. Very good, but he's going to be yeah, in yeah. demand from all of the top clubs this summer. I'll go with Firmino. Okay. Um, That's a very popular choice, actually. Would any of you take Richards for us? Um, yes. I'll get into that. Max, two more? Yes, it, um, it looks like he's, he's surplus to requirements. Definitely. 100%. I think he could be maybe like a Daniel Sturridge kind of. Is Dante a bit unrealistic? It is, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> but, but we'll allow it. One more. I'll go with Montoya. Oh, wait. Barca's ban. God. Although that might be overturned. They can yeah. sell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think transfer ban okay. they can sell. They just can't buy. No, no. They can't sell. Okay, so... But... Can they not? No, I, I, I don't think they can sell or buy for the next 14 months. Roy, you're five. You start off with a right centre-back. I have four people in mind. Howard S, which is quite likely, but 50-50. Sammy Kaya from Galatasaray, who is a 22-year-old. Really, really good centre-back, in my opinion. Then, I'd say Papadopoulos, but knee a bit dodgy and Stephen Cocker would have been so good. I wouldn't go for him mm-hmm. that's a good shout and so I would say Stephen Cocker you're going to buy tons of centre-backs <laughs> tons of centre-backs no um, no <laughs> Haberdash or Kaya or Papadopoulos or Stephen Cocker no Roy Roy you, Roy, you don't understand the point the point of this game in that order in that order players who you could like to in that order, we'll got okay, them. We'll take that as your contribution. Can I finish my list or? <laughs> no, no, because you messed up the game. We asked you to Okay, name... okay. <laughs> okay, how about this? Is one. Then I go for Sakai to play either side of fullback. That's two, Will. Then I go for Last Bender. That's three, Will. Then I go for Kono Plianka. That's four. Will. And I buy. And the last signing for us would be Luis Alberto because we cannot find him anywhere. <laughs> five. That's five, Will. Okay, that was that was lovely, Will. Roy. Well done. So predictions um, now. Oh yeah, predictions. I hate this bit. Okay, Josh, you first. Tough one to Carl, but I'll, be sen- I'll make a sensible prediction and, and go for uh, two two. Um, both Suarez and Aguero to score. I'll say three two to Liverpool. I can see us going all out really. Well, I, I've been really pessimistic with my previous predictions, so I'm going to change it up this week. I'm going to go for an instant Premier League classic five <laughs> three. Liverpool. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go three 0 either way. It's gonna be a blowout for one side. Thanks so much for coming on. No problem. Thanks for um, having me. Thanks, Josh. Pleasure. Enjoy the game. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully not too much though. <laughs> I'll struggle to enjoy it though.
Okay, so now we're going to be moving on to the questions which you've sent in to us. If you have Twitter, um, you can send them in by just using the hashtag, hashtag, the red corner. Um, so first question. If Rogers wins the title for us, should he be considered one of the greatest Liverpool managers of all time? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I still think he has to stay for a bit longer. We've never won the Premier League title. So. Not necessarily. Not necessarily the greatest, but he's got to be considered up there. Oh, one of the, yeah. I think the Not greatest... Shankly or Paisley-wise, but yeah. I don't think, for example, Shankly, you know, built us up. I, th- I don't think there'll be mm. a manager like him, really, for us. But he will definitely be one of the greatest. Um, next question. Do you think Coutinho will, or should, be part of the Brazil World Cup squad? With his recent yes. form, hmm. yeah. This is really tricky though. Yeah. But there's been more consistent performance for Brazil. So mm. it's hard to say. Really. It depends how he does for, to the rest of the season, really. I mean, to be honest, if we win the Premier League, mm-hmm. I can see him going in, in anyway. Because unfortunately, it's sometimes like that. Mm. Yeah, not- but... It's not Just based on how Brazil plays, Oscar fits that really, really well. Not to compare any of them, not saying that Oscar is better than Coutinho, but Oscar fits that Brazil team much better with Neymar on the left and Hulk on the right. But both can be still called so, I say his chance is like 50-50. I, I mean, if we win the Premier League, like I said, I think it'll be 75-25. Yeah, sure. Fair. Just saying. If right. Lucas goes to the World Cup and Coutinho doesn't, then that's that's a travesty. Mm-hmm. Criminal. We have been completely molested by strong forwards in twelve thirteen season. What is our worst disadvantage in this season? Fullbacks. Fullbacks. Even in twenty fourteen. Yeah, but I mean Johnson hasn't been doing too bad recently. Flanagan. Yeah, Johnson had like what four four good games. Flanagan had like five good games to six good games, and the rest are all good enough. Yeah, but a question for me: Would you keep in Enrique? Depends on who we bring in. If you bring in a left back, then in- Enrique is gone. To be honest, what I hear is mm-hmm. that Rogers is fuming with Enrique, and that he's as good as gone in the summer. Or is that your ITK sources? But no, seriously, I, I have heard that um, Enrique is not injured anymore. No, or just, I'm just pretty sure he's isn't still injured. Having I think he'll be gone in the summer. I think Johnson has a higher chance of staying purely because we'll find it hard to shift him. Especially judging from Rogers' comments recently. It does seem like... Which were? That though their main priority... In the summer, we'll be handing him a new contract. I hope that's not actually our main priority. I'd rather maybe keep hold of Suarez, maybe give Gerard a new contract and Rogers a oh, new contract. Come on, so. Johnson is and much better than Suarez. Play. <laughs> In fact, I think I think we should I think we should sell Suarez to raise funds to give Johnson a new bumper deal, eight hundred k a week. No, that's just stupid. Will seven hundred k. Yes. I'll meet you halfway at seven fifty. 
Did we just negotiate Glenn Johnson's new Liverpool deal? Yeah. Oh, and he must be made captain. And a statue must be erected. Several statues of him in various poses must be erected outside of Anfield. And there must be constant banners in at Anfield. We should rename the cop the Glenn Johnson Memorial Stand. That's so bad. Oh, the glop. The job. <laughs> the glop. <laughs> and we should get rid of Rogers and sign Jurgen Klopp. So we can have Jurgen Klopp in front of the glop. <laughs> and the only chance allowed... The only chant allowed inside of Anfield is we all dream of a team of Glenn Johnsons. <laughs> and I think we have to retire the number two shirt. 100%. <laughs> what, even when he's wearing it? <laughs> yeah, he just wears no number. Glenn <laughs> Johnson doesn't need a number. The glop. That's, that's just he's going to spill over... Glenn, Glenfield. Glenfield. <laughs> Glenfield. If a player if a player wants to stay in the team, he has to change his name so it's more um Glenn Johnson themed. So Stephen <laughs> Johnard <laughs> Luis Swarson. <laughs> and if we're signing anyone it has to be like I I we sign Idega Johnson <laughs> and Andrew, and Andrew Johnson and Man City lost boy Michael Johnson to play in midfield, so we can actually have a team of Johnsons, and we can get new sponsors, get new sponsorship deals with Johnson's baby oil. This is this is a good venture. I think FSG with Johnson and Johnson, and we could we should change our motto from "Instead of you'll never walk alone," serving teams the big fat Johnson. There you go, John W. Henry. That's our advice: is um, make Glenn Johnson the John future of the club. John W. Henry. Johnson W. Henry. Just be on the lot. Johnson W. Henry. FSJ Fenway Sports Johnson. <laughs> okay, yeah. Let's stop right there. Next question. Nah, nah. Which Liverpool youth? can make the step up to the first ne- team next season. McLaughlin. Next season. McLaughlin. I'm assuming we're saying McLaughlin. I already has. I'll, I'll, I'll say mm, maybe Texera, but I suppose he's, he's already made his debut. But yeah, he, he really Do you count players who has already... No, step up is like what Sterling's done, isn't it? No, step up is where you make your debut. Yeah, but, I think in this sense. But but that means you can say Sinclair's made Jordan a step up, and that's not really true because he hasn't since then been anywhere near. Is so, step up making your debut, or is stepping up making your stamping your place in the first team? I think stepping your place into the first team because it's the step two. It, it, mm-hmm. Not the first team necessarily. I think just being mm-hmm. in and around the squad. So I think you're looking at players like Suzo, Ilori. McLaughlin, Wisdom. Um, I don't. I think Chiravella and Roster might make their debuts next season, but they won't Roster be in the squad. Yeah. He could so, make so, it yeah, next think... season if it goes bad for us in terms of winning the league. 
I think Elori. Yeah, that's a good yep. shot. I think Elori could be really, really good for us. Really good. Yep. Okay, next question. Varane or Bartra? Varane. Same. Varane. That yep. shouldn't even be a question. I have a question. I have a question. What? Okay. <laughs> Last day of the season... We cannot win the league because City have just won it. Okay. We're mm-hmm. up against Newcastle. And for some reason, the math has worked out. Would you rather beat, come second and Everton don't get Champions League? Okay. This was actually asked to me and I, I found the answer really simple. Would you rather come second and Everton come fourth or would you rather come third with Everton fifth? Which for me, it was really obvious. It was second any day because I don't care about Everton. But I was wondering if your answers would be different. Yeah, I think you want Liverpool to be higher, as high as possible. Yeah, and I would do, I so, would do a lot to get higher than Chelsea. To be honest with you, because I hate them. So, I would say second. Plus, it'll it'll, it'll, it'll be kind of you know cool to have two Merseyside teams in the Champions League, isn't it? Yeah, on that note, I'd much rather City mm-hmm. won the league than Chelsea. Oh, definitely. Much rather. We all have to do a bit, okay? If we win the league, we have to do a dare. Fuck's sake. A dare? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I don't know how okay, to feel about a dare. Your, I've got your dare. No, I've, 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 I've already got my dare. I don't What's your money? dare? If I don't we, know. If we win the league, I'm going to go outside... Half naked, and did the storage dance across the street. Oh no! I'd a better dare for you. I wanted to. No, I've, I I've, I've already. If we win the, I've, I've, I've already league, been dared that. <laughs> I've already said yeah. Oh damn it! I, my death. Okay, this is this is Roy's dare then. Roy, if we win the league, you have to go outside naked except for one strategically placed um, Martin Skirtle cut-out mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I would actually do that. <laughs> Can I do Mac? Can, can I do your there, Max? And Max do Bill's there? Oh no, but you have to video it. Oh damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I don't like where this is going. Where's my? What's my dare? Um. Ooh. Leave your dare for Will using the hashtag the red corner. Yes, that's such a. Okay, no wait. Fuck's um, sake. I've already got my dare, and it's actually going to be either one of these, or maybe even both if I'm that crazy. So either run around the street half naked doing the storage dance, or do what Will said about that Martin Skirtle. No, that Roy's doing... You're doing the Martin Skirtle thing, Roy's doing the the storage. Because, no, no, yeah. I'm doing the storage. That's amazing. That's such a good idea. Okay, Max, you're doing the storage. Oh, yeah, okay. Roy, here's your challenge then. If you want to conceal your identity, you have to go out naked, apart from two strategically placed masks, one of Lucas <laughs> and one of Skirtle, and you can choose that positioning. So, assumably, you want one on your face, and then the other one, assumably, over your junk or something. You just have to go outside and dance about it. No, I... I... Okay, Bill. We'll... If you, if you if you guys do those dares, I will accept whatever dare. We'll pull up the three best suggestions. Yeah, all right. From the app, 
the red corner. We're go- we're, let's use the separate hashtags. Use hashtag the red corner dare. Hashtag the red corner dare. Send in your suggestions for what you want me to do if we win the league. We'll choose the best yep. three and then we'll we'll vote for them on here. We'll <laughs> decide. <be> so good. <laughs> <laughs> Little nervous. Wait, wait. Not gonna... sh- 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 should I go want us to do or want Will to do? I think it should be... You two have got your dads. Just do it for me. Uh, that's all for the red corner. Um, Max and I would like to thank our special guest, Will, for returning as a really, really special, special guest. <laughs> Will, take it away. Uh, thanks for having me. I hope to be on perhaps next week and certainly going into next season, I'll look to re-establish myself as a regular in the side. Uh, we'd like to thank you very much for listening to the 11th official, although some of those don't count because I wasn't here. Uh, episode of the Red Corner. Uh, send in your hashtags for our dare. Hashtag the Red Corner dare. And remember to send in your questions at the normal hashtag of hashtag the Red Corner. Thanks very much for listening. Good night. <laughs>